attack on this feeble rock in the fractions before the Lepari shield took effect. While we were all looking the other way, you must be very proud. This planet has defied us ever since the great Commander Lynx first sticked his claim on the ground of its feeble soil. We now assert that claim! Earth shall be an outpost of the Santaran Empire! No, it won't. But why here? Why Sebastopol? The Crimean skirmish seems the perfect place to start. So much conflict, so much opportunity. And also, I wanted to ride a horse. Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, the podcast. We're talking Doctor Who. We're actually talking about the second episode of the season called War of the Santarans. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. Before we get into the second episode, um, we can talk a little bit about Doctor Who news. Uh, ratings for last week. Not very good for an opening <laughs> um, episode. Mm -mm. 4.2? 4.43. 4.43. Down from the last season's opening of 4.88, I think. Yeah, so it was a, a, a significant... Or, or it wasn't a significant ratings winner. <laughs> uh, it kind of, and, and I don't think that surprised anyone. I think had a you little know, AI too. Yeah, and that that um, um, I had read stuff that people were confused by a lot too much going on and everything, and I saw a fair amount of positives on the YouTube. I think some people had some more. They were trying to look at it more as a glass half full thing. Um, which is good. I'm glad people are still doing that. <laughs> I read I read somewhere and I thought this was a good description of last the last episode that it felt like a bunch of cold opens. Yeah. Stitched together. Mm -hmm. Um I think having watched the second episode, it is starting to it's coming together. I mean, yeah. I felt this was much more comprehensive story. Mm -hmm. And um I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was decent. Yeah, I did too. I liked this one. So, um, before we get into that, um, so that's bad news for the ratings. We'll see how the ratings are for this episode. This is not during Halloween. This is, uh, you know, so we'll see. Um, other news, we, we mentioned this before, and it's common knowledge that Russell D. Davis is taking over Doctor Who. Um, bad Wolf is his production company that is working on this. They're actually doing it. BBC won't be involved in it as much. They'll have more marketing and and promotion, but the the creative part is going to be Russell T. Davis and his production company. That could be a good thing. That could be a very good thing, and it would rule out the idea that if they come back and it's really, really good, then we could say, well, boy, the BBC... And the, B, the fact that the BBC understands... The, first off, the BBC has given up that right which means the BBC wants this to be good. They don't want to just give up on it. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to sabotage it like they did during the classic series. So they definitely want this to be good, and they want it to come back to where it was because it's a big money maker for, for them. And obviously, Russell D. Davis has this big ego, and he's getting a lot of money, and he, you know, so can he save Doctor Who for the second time? Because he kind of saved it again when it came back. He was the well, one who brought, brought it. it back. Yeah, yeah he brought it back. And he yeah. sort of made it as big if not bigger than it was I think I think um, I think the BBC kind of gets it I mean the BBC does throw good money after bad 
for a long time. And uh, because they're still running Mrs. Brown's Boys. I don't know if you've ever watched that show. No. It is the stupidest thing on television. Yeah. Really terrible. And they keep producing new episodes. Does it get good ratings? No. Okay. No. It gets terrible ratings. And I don't understand why they keep making it. It's yeah. awful. It's worse than Benny Hill. It's it's just terrible. It's terrible. Benny Hill was fantastic. Benny Hill was terrible. Okay. But <laughs> it's awful. Um... I think, I mean, maybe it, it could be a great thing. I wonder, you know, if there's some sort of clause in the contract that says, you know, if this tanks after X number of years, we're taking it back. Yeah. It's very possible. I mean, they have to have some, they, they can't just let it go. And, and again, it's going to be more on Russell T. Davis. So if it comes back and it sucks, then That's on him. it's on him. Uh, but um, I feel like no matter what, I think there's people that are already saying it'll be better. And even if it isn't, they'll probably say it's better. And I think there's a, I think there's a lot of um, yeah, who's, expectation. Who's going to be funding it? Is it going to be BBC funding it, or is it because Bad Wolf is being bought by Sony? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so that's going to be. So a, is it going to be Sony money back? Yeah, maybe. probably. Yeah. I hope it doesn't get more Americanized than it already is, because I do notice, like when she was when they did the little recap at the beginning of this episode and they were outside of the um, the stadium in Manchester, she said, let's go take in a game. And it, it it's never called a game. It's, it's called always match. called a match. Yeah. And, you know, the, the Halloween thing, it, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you, you know, that could be a debate for another day because I think... I mean, the reason we like it is because it's British. Most Americans like it because it's British. If it's like, well, it's any, good. You know, <laughs> if it's if it's just like any other American show, then um, we don't we wouldn't like it as much, maybe. But mm. um, in other news, uh, Bob Baker, yeah, uh, one of the co-creators of K Nine, and he, he he worked on the classic Doctor Who. Passed away. Another one. Uh, passes away from the classic series. Um, I don't know what else he worked on. He, worked he also on... created Wallace and Gromit. Oh, yeah? Or he wrote Wallace and Gromit. He must have written because he didn't create Yeah, he didn't create it. I mean, he wrote, yeah. So, um, sad to see him pass away. I think away. he was the last writer from the Pertwee era. Yeah, you were mentioning that um, before we were doing this. And, um, yeah, that's sad you know that we're starting to see these whole eras sort of lose everyone from the eras I mean we still have people from the Hartnell and Troughton but um, little by little I mean, uh, it was 50 odd years ago yeah yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, it was um, so that's all I have for news per se um, in terms of what I've been, why I did watch the Dune movie finally yesterday on HBO Max. Uh, I wanted to see in the theater, but I, I didn't get a chance to, and it would have been, uh, I would have had to miss the movie because it's a very long movie. I would have had to step out a few times or whatever. So here I was able to pause it and stuff, and I really enjoyed it. I didn't think it was as like people were saying it's as good as Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. It's like the new version of that. I, I didn't think it was that good, but. 
I, it was a really good science fiction movie. It did really good with the con with the um, original material. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of humor in it, so I don't see how it could be something like oh, for the whole family type of thing. It's but it's well put together, amazing effects, great cast. Um, I can't really say much negative about it because it was um, it was really good. I'll probably try to watch it again sometime. I saw Eternals. Yeah. And it, I didn't think it was as bad as what critics are making it out to be. Yeah, it's getting hammered. It was a bit too long. It could have been 30 minutes shorter. Yeah. Because there was at some points, I mean, they did drag. And I was sitting there going, eh, this could have been cut out or shortened. But I didn't think it's the worst Marvel movie. I still think that's Thor 2. Yeah. <laughs> and this one, there's actually a story you have to actually sit and pay attention to. So maybe that's why they're all like, well, how come they're not beating up the bad guys? Because they actually have to use the brain to find a solution to figure out how to save the world. So yeah. instead of just beating up the bad guy. So I thought it was actually decent. I still like Black Widow and Shang-Chi for the Marvel movies that came out this year. Mm -hmm. But this one wasn't that bad. Yeah, that's on my list to watch it sometime. I just have to get my people that I normally go with together on it. And I have to have fine time to do it. Good luck with that. <laughs> it's, um, It'll be out, be out for a while. Um, I watched a movie um, a couple weeks ago during my horror movie uh, um, thing. And normally I wouldn't even mention this movie, but it does have a Doctor Who connection of sorts. It's sort of... I didn't pick up on it until after I was watching the movie. I'm like, wait a minute. It's called Nosferatu in Venice. <laughs> and it's a, it's a very bad horror movie uh, with Klaus Kinski in it. And I don't know if you know who Klaus Kinski is as an actor. I've heard the name. Yeah, he's um, really white hair, like puffy white hair. And, <laughs> you know, he's kind of a crazy guy. And every movie that I've seen him in, I've done research afterwards on, on his... his uh, uh, production antics have always been legendary where he the director will come in and say okay I want you to do this and he would say no you know <laughs> and he would just put his foot down and he said this is how I'm going to do it you know and he was one of those actors and there was a scene where he was supposed to be kind of um, seducing a woman and he did certain things that caused the woman to run out of the room basically so he was very um, uh, his own sort of person or whatever and, and not very good to work with and people they I think this movie they had a, a people stop they walked out on the movie until he would apologize or something <laughs> so anyways Nosferatu in Venice there's a Doctor Who episode called Vampires in Venice so I thought that was kind of a lead-in yeah maybe um, you know obviously I don't think they're looking at Nosferatu in Venice as oh wow let's do a homage to that because it's not a very good <laughs> film mm. but it's kind of neat there was a connection there, anyways. Good Doctor Who episode, though. Yeah, it was a good yeah. episode. Um, the only other thing is, I saw the the making of the Blade Runner Black Lotus, which starts next week. Um, I'm geared up for that. I, I'd rather watch it with its um, with subtitles, but I, I think the cart. Uh, oh, you mean it's a Japanese? I think produced. so. But but the um, the the Cartoon Network's going to have it on um, dubbed. Uh, dubbed. So I would have to get Crunchyroll and watch it on well, that. They're most likely going to release a Blu-ray or DVD. Would that have both versions on it? Because maybe, but like, I'm not going to wait for that. I'm going to watch it. Well, yeah, I know, but you like you collect, you would probably get it, so you yeah, could probably have both. 
collect anything anymore, really. Well, no, you can buy it and you can sit next to the other two Blade Runner stuff and be yeah, un- could, unopened I and I don't even plastic. Have, I don't have... Do I have 2049? I think I do. You must. But I, I purchased it. I got the, the 4K yes, version. there it is right there. Okay. See it. Anyways, that was the, probably the last movie I bought, you know, so... Hmm. I, I bought Doctor Who stuff, but... Um, anyways, that's all I have. How long are the episodes for Blade Runner? I have no idea. Oh, Less okay. than half an hour. The making oh. of it was only like ten minutes. Did you read or watch anything? Or? Yeah, I mean, Shetland is back on, so I'm very happy. Is that <laughs> about ponies? No, uh, it's, no it's a mystery. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's great. Set on the Shetland Islands. and um, I love that show. And it's very dark this year Isn't again. the guy from... Douglas Henshaw. Wasn't he in Primeval? No, I'm thinking of something else. No, I don't think so. No. Um, he's done a lot of mystery stuff, but this was his, I think, his first big role. What season is it in? Eight. Hmm. It's a good series. It's really good. It's an on. What's it on? Brit Box. Brit Box yeah. One of these days, I might get Brit Box. <laughs> I mean, I'm a. That's what I do. I I love mystery shows, yeah. so yeah. that's what I've been watching. I've watched, I'm still watching Inspector Morse, which is, you know, came out 20 years ago, maybe, yeah. more than that. 70s, was it, or 80s? No, cause I think it started in, like, 1990, and it went it went through until <clears throat> just before the um, lead actor died. So, they're good. I mean, they're sort of background mystery things. You don't have to pay a ton of attention. Okay. Anything else before we get into this War of the Suntarans? Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, War of the Suntarans. I'm going to say right out of the gate that I think this is probably Jodie Whitt- Whittaker's best episode. I thought she was fantastic in this. I saw glimmers of the Doctor in her where I don't normally see that in her. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed her performance for the most part there was nothing that she did that really a couple things but nothing that was like (laughs) yeah well there's a couple things that were kind of stupid but for the most part i i bought into everything especially her speech with the centaurans and her reaction when the military guy took her away the whole third doctors right there when he blew up the yeah and she just turned around and did that that was yeah at the end yeah yeah that was um you know, nothing original. I mean, I'm not saying that this was the most original story I, by any means, but it, it was, was enjoyable, though. It was a lot more enjoyable than last week's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you could follow the story. They weren't putting together all all of the... Plot lines. They were trying to get all the plot lines into the... You know, like they yeah. were in the first episode. It was just basically, you know, the Santarans and then oh, the crystal people swarm and... Azure, yeah, Azure. I don't know the crystal people. The crystal people. Yeah, that was a separate one, which. But it did bring them all together at the yeah, end. It yeah. Did. Um, and yeah, I I liked this. There was really no time where I was like, Ugh, this is almost over. Um, it, it was just, just well done. I thought. Yeah. And and yeah, she did have, she did seem more doctor like. In this one. In this, yeah, she got angry. Mm-hmm. And she got snippy, 
It was just, yeah, yeah. I thought I mean, she was she, a lot better. She had some goofy moments, but that's, that's how the that's, doctor is. And, yeah. and I, I thought there was nothing, you know, I thought she did really good in this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the story was solid. Who wrote it again? I, I Chris Chibnall. Chris Chibnall. Can we double check that? Because that's, <laughs> that was wrong there. It can't be true. Well, if he can write like that, why didn't he? Well, all the time. It's just frustrating. With I mean, eventually, you, eventually, if you're a writer, eventually you're going to write something really bad. Or in his case, eventually you'll accidentally write something really good. If you look at his <laughs> broad church and yeah. the ones he did for season two of Torchwood, and then you see this and you're just like, wait a second. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some really good visuals. I think the special effects have been fantastic in this season. The the house at the beginning that's floating. That was cool. Yeah, what was uh, that about? That's from, uh... It looked it, like Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, but there's a movie poster with a house that's floating above. Is, is that the, um... Uh, I'm you're the horror guy. You should know. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I thought that was cool. It was cool. And it was in black and white. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, obviously she's having a vision when she, and she's looking and she sees it. So obviously this is going to come back, but I thought that yeah. was a pretty cool yeah, it was It was very cool scene. Cool scene. I, I wonder if it represents the TARDIS, because the TARDIS is in disarray. It's not, and then the house looked like it was in. Didn't they have like in, in it the, did look back like in the books, no, at one point there was a house, or that the TARDIS was kind of like a house type thing. You probably don't remember because you're old. The cabin in the woods. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is that's what it reminded oh, yeah. me of, and it yeah. kind of looks like that. The cabin in the woods movie. You know that sort of represents that. That was actually a decent movie. It, it is a really good movie. It's not a horror movie per se. I mean, it looks like it is, but it's not. I actually like this one because the Santarans weren't a comedy act. Well, I know you disagree with that. You'd rather them to be. No, I don't. I don't want them to be funny. I. They were actually. Find I, I found them better in this episode than I have in anything else okay. I've seen them in. They were actually menacing. They were. And they were you, you could actually take them serious with what they were doing. They actually had a plan. They weren't just like, you know, Dan Starkey doing a comedy act, even though he was in this one as some of the Suntarans. Was but he? Yeah, he was on to Ask for Mercy. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was. They were better in this than I've seen them. They were less stupid and less silly and i mean yeah they have that vulnerability in the port in the back of their head but but they actually went about and explained why for the first time since the time warrior yeah which was the pertwee episode back in no they mentioned the invasion of time where they stay they shot arrows in the back of their pro okay so it's the first time since the classic series that they actually really explained why they have that weakness right I think it's a stupid weakness. The last time, I mean, the Cybermen, you know, you throw gold dust at them and they choke, and I thought that... That was... was let's not talk about that. Yeah, well, that's... And I thought this was on the equivalent of uh, uh, walking around with a walk, just hitting the back of it. The, I think is. Well, they have been hitting know, back with a hammer in the classic series. I mean, so. yeah. yeah, and so I think yeah, it was... A little weak. David Tennant threw a tennis ball at one of them or something. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's bad. I think the walk is a little bit better than the tennis ball hitting off the wall well, and hitting yeah, okay. the back. It's just that, you know... I, I mean, it's, a, it's goofy, but, yeah. you know, it's not... They didn't use it to comic effect. We go back and tell Robert Holmes, hey, you can't change that. 
<laughs> now, I thought that what was stupider was the idea that they all have to charge up at the same time. Milita if they're a military organization, you would think that would be a strategic no Well, they would have different times. Where different times. Different times. Different yeah. They're all vulnerable for, you know, and it was a little bit of a weak plot Either that line. or it was just their arrogance that they... Well, maybe. Well, they are pretty arrogant. <laughs> yeah. But again, because the story was pretty good, that little stuff didn't bother me. Whereas no. if the story sucked, I would be sitting there hounding on it for the next ten minutes going, wow. I mean, this was really enjoyable. I mean, I don't think I've said that for Jodie Whittaker episode ever. I, I, I want to watch it again. I think I, I will actually watch it again. Not because I don't understand it like last week or... Right. Uh, it's because... I thought it was good. Yeah, I feel like this is a, this is a series that once it's done... Gonna go, oh, I'm going to watch the whole yeah. thing again. Mm -hmm. And that way you can pick out and be like, aha, now I know what that means. floating house thing means or whatever. So I mean, it could be nothing because yeah. they do that sometimes. So he actually wrote this without the BBC interfering like in the other two seasons. It actually was comes out to be halfway decent. Then you can just shake, scratch your head and say, why was all that interference in the first two seasons and just let him do what he wants? Remember, didn't I say, wouldn't it suck if all of a sudden this season was really, really good and then we would like, oh, no, now we're, you know. Yeah. But there was reports where the BBC was really bugging him and saying, you need to do this, you need to do yeah. that. And if they had just let him alone, if this is what they said, okay, we'll leave you alone and prove your point, and it turns out to be, oh, this was actually halfway decent, why didn't they leave him alone yeah. for the other two seasons? And maybe mm -hmm. people want to be leaving the show in droves. Well, but Chris Chibnall doesn't work with the BBC again for a while. <laughs> oh, I, I bet you not. Um, so I agree. I, ITV. I, I thought the Centaurans were really good in this. This is one of their best episodes since, um, I mean... Centauran Experiment? No, I mean, I, I liked Invasion of Time. I, I even thought uh, Two Doctors was really good. Hmm. Um, I've liked most of Centaurans episodes. I, I, um, I didn't like how they changed them to be more comedic in the new series, but... I, I thought I, I liked the two-parter that they were in. Uh, they were in a lot of them, right? Because, no, I'm not going to go through all the ones that were in the new series, but the jokiness is, I like the, the what's his name now? The one from the, uh, back in time with um, the star, the main centaur from the last bunch of years. Star, star, star. Strax. 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 I like him a lot, but I prefer the centaurans like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, you can have a Centauran that's jokey and, you know, that whole thing. I mean, thing that Centauran, Strax, was basically another sidekick. Yeah. You know, he wasn't a bad guy. Mm -hmm. It was funny when he threw the newspaper at Jenna Coleman. <laughs> I also like when, when he had that, that, that slug that kept, you know, he kept losing his memory. Who's that, sir? <laughs> what, sir? <laughs> um, so... We have two kind of storylines going on here. The Centaurans, uh, I like how the whole setup of the Centaurans is is pretty accurate. They've decided to invade Earth, and they're going to do it on multiple fronts by launching a, a temporal war against Earth. I mean, I guess if you go back in time and attack the earliest, you would think it would, but I, I guess that's not how it works. And So they're attacking the Crimea. Crimean War. Crimean. 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 Crimean War. Yeah. Just say the Russian you know, war. the charge of the Light Brigade and mm -hmm. all that stuff. I just... And then um, they're also present day attacking, or they're not attacking, they're just kind of there getting 
that's their launching place to launch these temple battles. So I like how there was two things going on at the same time. They were battling back in time, and there was the whole thing where let's sabotage the ships so that they retreat. Meanwhile, back on the, with um, Dan and his good dog there, um, whatever his <laughs> name is, Scooby-Doo, Scooby they, they end up uh, taking care of things on that end. Um, so it was well written. It yeah. was. I hate. You know, I. I. I don't want to be a major defender of the show, but they did a pretty good job with this one. I liked that they used um, Mary Seacole instead of Florence Nightingale because Florence Nightingale was the main nurse in the like the famous right. nurse in the Crimean War. Um, I didn't know who Mary Seacole was until I sat here and looked her up while we were watching the, watching the show. But she was a, a Jamaican British Jamaican nurse and yeah. came to the Crimea, set up the British hotel to nurse anybody, whether they were Russian or British. So what? One of the one of the I'm going to make a negative because this show has always done this. Every time they go in history and there's a uh, and I, I'm not a big fan of history, so I don't know who half these people are. You had to look up Mary Secourt, but and I consider you probably more history buff, obviously way more than me. So you didn't know who Mary Secourt was. How did Dan know? Because oh, is that Mary Secourt? Did they? Well, she well, he was met her when he before he disappeared back to the future. Yeah, he he, he didn't know who she was when they initially landed oh, okay. in the Crimea. Okay. They, she the introduced said, herself. Oh, it's Mary. Blah, 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 okay. Yeah. Well, okay, that's not that big of a deal then. But it just, in the past, people are always like, oh my God, not only do I know that historical character, but he happens to be my favorite artist or he happens to be my favorite. Yeah. And and, and they did that a lot with um, Amy. I mean, the doctor didn't Amy. recognize her either. She kind of had to introduce yeah. herself. Mm -hmm. She was, I mean, she's definitely not as well known as Florence Nightingale. Everybody knows the name yeah. Florence Nightingale, even if they don't know when she was a nurse. Some people think she was the Civil War. No. Well, this was a huge positive then because they they weren't sitting there going, oh, my God, you're the best, Mary. They saw what she was doing, and then they said, this is fantastic. Mm -hmm. They didn't just sit there and out of the gate and go, excuse me for a minute, audiences, you've got to understand, Mary Secord is the best nurse ever. She's here, she is. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, this is amazing. Show us what she does and then say that. And, yeah. the, and this is something that the show doesn't normally do, but it did it in this one. And yeah. More mm -hmm. thumbs up. To them. Yeah. And uh, maybe people will go look up Mary Seacole and see yeah. that see who she was, that she was. Yeah. And she was a black woman from Jamaica, mm -hmm. which at the time was a British colony, and, yeah. you know, saved a lot of people. Because the Crimean War was an ugly, ugly war, and a lot of people died. Like, well, you know. the <laughs> were involved, of course. <laughs> um, while that's happening, Dan's dealing with his situations. With He just happens to meet up with his uh, parents, and they're, um, you know, taking out some tarans or With kitchen utensils. With yeah. a wok and a frying pan. Um, Yaz, meanwhile, is on a ship or somewhere. We don't even know if it's a ship or there's these those triangle things. Or something. on the planet Time. Time. Okay, that's right. Yeah, we we'll find the, that out at the end. You know, uh, the Temple the, of Atrebo. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. The, uh, the what's the man one called? Man crystal guy. Swarm. Swarm was played by two actors. They had one when he was like all 
and then when he became revitalized, he was a different actor. Okay. Oh. And Vinder, who's the, I think it's Vinder, who's the, the guy who was in the observation satellite, teams up with Yaz, so um, they're sort of on that, and that's a s separate thing. But we're getting this idea that there's a planet called Time, that all time goes through these Amari, mm -hmm. or whatever. Mori, yeah. Mori, I think they were. Mori. Yeah. And that the swarm and, and who's the other guy? The tall guy. Passenger. Passenger, they called him. He looked like Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> Have we seen him before? No. no. Okay, he's, he's new. He's just in the background. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I For a minute, I, I was thinking a guy in a mask, at some point, he's going to be revealed to be Captain Jack or someone, you know, it's stupid. Tall. Like, I know, but. <laughs> too muscular. Yeah, whatever. But so, anyways, that's going on, and that's looks like it's more of the main plot line, and it, I think it's synced up really well with this. Even though we kept going back to that, back and forth, it was much, it was handled much better in this one, not like in the previous episode. So. Yeah, yeah. the The Mori did remind me a little bit of who are those? It was the episode that Karen Gillian was in. Before she was Amy, oh uh, the um and they, the the, the fires uh, of Pompeii, yeah the fires of Pompeii, and the priestesses who always had their hands over their faces, yeah yeah, was that um that was just the Pompeii, yeah people, it was the Pompeii yeah. people yeah yeah um it, they just reminded me of that I yeah. don't know why and a little of the Time Lords, they also reminded me a little bit of uh, the um the the the, the, the people in Shada too the the um, because there's like they get all linked up together, right. so there's some sort of chain or something of people. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, apparently, this was this is all part of the plan, and the flux has something to do with it. And um, <clears throat> something's going to happen to Yaz and Vinder. Dog guy comes back to save uh, Dan, which caught me off guard. It didn't. It wasn't a uh, like predictable or anything. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot all about him. Yeah, and um, I didn't expect to see him again. Uh, that was kind of amusing when they climb out of the, the Mersey and yeah. <laughs> the dog shakes himself off. Yeah, and we also saw the guy from eighteen twenty. Yeah, he yeah, was, he, he briefly. A, yeah, he was in the beginning. Um, and, and every man has its day, you know. Oh, that's funny. And um, but uh, I like the relationship between Dan, Dan and the. Uh, do we remember the dog's name? Kids with a C. Yeah, I had it in the previous one, but I, I didn't hear it in this week. Yeah, Is this your notes from last week? Are you going to be able to read that? I don't know, maybe. Castavaris uh, or something? Yeah, Oh, Cavanista, that's right. Cavanista. Pretty good chemistry. There's, a, um, there's banter back and forth, there's comedy, mm -hmm. and it fits. What, right, it's appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Everything that Dan da did once he was. There was was kind of funny, and he was trying to. Uh, oh, when they were all talking together, the doctor and Dan. Hey, you know they were just. Where's the jazz? They say that everything together. I thought that was funny. It wasn't overdone. If they had done it for another thirty seconds, I probably would have said, "Okay, that's enough." But that was good. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, the doctor took takes a slingshot out and takes out one of the Centaurans. That was good. I love that. Yeah, I mean, overall, I thought this was <clears throat> this was really good, and I I do think I will watch them again, the first and the second yeah. back to back. Yeah. 
just to kind of get an idea of what's get going an, on. Yeah. yeah. I do wish in the <clears throat> trailer for the next episode they hadn't shown Vinder. I mean, you uh, know they're going to escape, but you don't always know that these peripheral characters are going to make mm -hmm. it. Because yeah. they don't always. But they did show him. They've done Doctor Who, I have to say, when it comes to start for trail um, upcoming episode, they do a, a pretty good job. When there's someone in danger, they don't always necessarily show them in the next, you know, even the main, like a, a companion's in danger, and then they don't show them the following. Um, they're pretty good with it, and then uh, sometimes they don't even have one. Right. Or they show it, but it's very vague. Like yeah. they show one scene or something. Or they'll just show, or they'll just be like a, a space scenery and her talking. Yeah. And you don't see anything. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it'll be int I mean, uh, for the first time in a long time, I'm looking forward to next episode. Yeah. You know, like I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen now. I, this is why I like the arc ones, because... Mm -hmm. You do have that, when they're good, you have that anticipation. Yeah. I haven't had that in a long time. It's kind of nice. And the Cybermen are going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, when I saw the Cybermen, I had, that didn't boost up my confidence at all. Yeah, I mean, they I haven't been, been great recently. But, but has he done Cybermen? Has Chibnall done yeah. Cybermen? Yeah, the whole thing with the Cybermen Time Lords and the, you know... I think I've blanked out most yeah, that of was, Yeah, yeah, keep blanking it out. They were playing basketball with that, what's his name? He was shooting the basketball at the Cybermen and blowing them up and stuff. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Why do I have no memory of this? That was the finale from last season. That was the whole... It's a good thing you blocked it out. have to download season 12 now and rewatch it? No, they weren't that good. Yeah. <laughs> Cybermen were bad. I mean, mm. they were. They they got into the Cybermen bodies and they were walking around. I mean, it just wasn't good. Huh. Yeah. Or there was the episode that was really good. That I thought Mary Shelley with the Cybermen in the castle. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was. That wasn't bad. That was better. First part of the season ended there, and then it was downhill from there. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's um. Definitely, there was not much that I really. Oh, every time the like the Santaran took his helmet off, the doctor went, "Ew, I don't." That's kind of undoctorish, kind of like I don't know why she did that. Well, we can put the helmet back on, and then later on she did the same thing, like like a like, you know. Yeah, uh, it doesn't. They, they, I mean, they're always making comments about humans, so I yeah. don't know. It didn't didn't bother me that much. Yeah, it was just kind of again. They do look like potatoes. Yeah. Dan yeah. even said that at one point. Potato heads. Yeah. Potato heads. Yeah. And I thought the 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 cost the costume design and the um, design of the Santarans was much better than I, I don't like the uh, blue suits that they've been wearing in the new series. Oh yeah. And yeah, those those are even the design of the of the Santaran faces. They're smaller, right? They're shorter. They're very short. But these Centaurans are tall. Yes. Yeah. Like, like the invasion of, of the of time Centaurans were taller, I, I think. Maybe. Some of them, I guess, are tall. Some of them are shorter. I think Lynx was a little shorter. They mentioned Lynx in this. Which was I mean, if they're supposed to be clones, shouldn't they all be the same? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, um... But were they clones in, in uh, the first episode? That they were in? 
She kept saying they were clones. I don't recall anybody else I saying that. Courtney in the said movie. they were a clone race. Okay, because I, you know, what they did was they reused the same head for the next Sitaran episode, and then someone said that's Lynx, and it's like no, they're a clone race. That so, would be some time experiment. Yeah. So did they make him a clone because they were using the same head <laughs> that was just to to or, or did and it they, was the same actor too. Well, yeah, but or. So, so is that why they're clones? Is because they wanted to cover up the fact that it was the same face, the same helmet, same head, or were they always going to be a clone race? And I don't remember if they mentioned. I don't it remember. Either. I have to go back and look. Well, they certainly would have mentioned it some Tarnix for a bit, but. And that's fine. I mean, that's what the show does. The show explains Cybermen changing with different story arcs, and even Daleks changing too. So. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen them yet. Are we going to see them? I'm guessing we will at some point. Not maybe not in flux. I mean, we've but got the last. We've got the Centaurans. We we've we've got the Cybermen coming. We know we've got Weeping Angels coming. Well, the last two Dalek episodes have been the holiday, the the, the, the New Year's Day, mm -hmm. right? The last yeah. two. The so last. You know, this is our second episode this season, but we've got four more. The Dalek one was just. Just we, that was the last one we had before this season, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So I mean, it's and there's still like, three more episode uh, specials after Flux. Yeah, so it might be you know they might put it into a special or something, but I'm not you know necessarily looking. Well, I guess we're going to have a season where every every episode is going to have a returning monster. I'm not necessarily a big fan of that, but if they can make if they can make them good, if they can make it work as well as they did this time, yeah. it'd be fine. Yeah. I just kind of got tired of the Daleks. Which sucks, because, I mean, I think I've said this before, but when I first started watching Doctor Who, they scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah. So, yeah, this is um, this was a really good episode, and, you know, we tend to talk more about episodes that you know, suck, but, yeah. you know, I thought everyone, the acting was really good. I don't think Yaz necessarily stood out. That's still a... a, a, a part of that character that hasn't quite gotten there yet. She had some moments, but she's, she's still... She's got that thing, and she has to look at oh, her hand. That... What would the doctor do? I mean, why would she have to have it written on her hand? What would the doctor do and look at it? Like, oh, yeah. Well, that that sounds like something that the other guy would have, the, the one with the, that keeps crashing his bike. He seems to be the one that would have something written <laughs> so on So why does it. she even have to have that written on her hand? I don't know. Is it, what is would it, the doctor do? Is it permanent do? ink, or is it an actual tattoo or I something? I don't know, but no, it's but Did it she put it on last episode? I don't even know. Kind of silly. Kind of dumb. Yeah, it was, I, 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 what I, would the doctor do? Let me look at my hand and see how I get out of the situation. Yeah, and have a smile like, yeah, what would the doctor do? That's all for the audience to kind of, you know, but... Mm -hmm. So that was a little bit... That uh, was probably the dumbest part of yeah, the Yeah, but again, I had forgotten about it, and I had written it down, but I skipped over it because I didn't really... That stuff doesn't bother me as much when, when it's an episode like this, so... The no, the, no the Doors on the TARDIS was really good. I thought that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Yep. Overall, I would I would give it like an eight out of ten. Yeah, that's a that's a fair one. So, anything else about this one? No. Nope. Okay. Thanks for listening.